Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Jinx, the superfood powered dog kibble everyone's been talking about. See the results for yourself and try their one-month transformation. Within the first few weeks, you'll see how Jinx can help with your dog's energy, mood, and even digestion. And it's all thanks to the high-quality ingredients they use, like organic chicken, Atlantic salmon, and grass-fed beef. Try the one-month transformation today. Find Jinx in your local Walmart. Welcome to Pod Watcher, the official podcast of Watcher Entertainment. What is? What else is, do we... Uh, is it your name? We usually do this, it, it we did a, this last week. Yeah, this is a show where we talk, hang out, and... Uh, you know, what the fuck? I don't even forgot the intro. Oh, do we chill, hang out? You've been gone for so long. <laughs> Happy New Year! I forgot the intro. Let me look it up on my fucking phone. You just go, I'm Ryan. I'm Shane. I'm Steven. This is where we chat about whatever's on our minds every week. You don't do that anymore. We've never we said do that. that anymore? I've never heard you say that. We say that. We said that. I, I've never I heard you said it early say. on, but you don't say it anymore. All right. Cool. Uh, I'm to see my gaslighting. I've never heard you say that in my entire <laughs> life. You've never said it. Uh, should we just... Well, we could use Shane's intro, then I'll just... Because you said it, right? I said it. Great. Then I'm Ryan Bergara. And I'm Stephen Lim. And I'm Shane. And we like to make Matt's life miserable <laughs> with our introductions. This is all live to tape now. <laughs> yeah. And this week, uh, what are we talking about here? Fog. I guess dogs for me. Hell yeah. And uh, Singles Inferno. Wait, dogs. Can we just start with dogs, please? Because I just found well, out off well, camera. First, well, no, no. What? We no? have to recap last ah! week. We, we have to recap because Ryan wasn't here for okay, the magician. All right, all right, all right. A magician That's visited. bullshit that you guys had a magician on. A magician on visited. Here. I think that's really mean, honestly. I don't Why? know. Why? Because you know I love magic and magicians. I saw people in the comments saying, you know, justice for Ryan. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> I didn't even see those comments, but thank you. Did you watch the show? No. Did you see I, was, I, I was so furious. I couldn't even watch it. Yeah. Oh, it's a good one. Oh, man. The, uh, I don't want to see the tricks. We finished it and Matt was like, that was our best episode. Damn, dude. <laughs> I knew. I mean, it's a magician, man. He was it's, good. It's a little odd to have a magician in an audio forward medium. This is still your show. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, how did it work? Like, well, it was funny because we would we were chatting with him casually. Yeah, but he was still doing tricks throughout the show. So sometimes when I'd be talking with him, like just start talking with me right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I like those shoes, man. Would you get those shoes? Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> and he'd start looking and. And kind of furrow his brow a bit. And then he'd be like, and then he'd ask you a question. And he'd be like, oh boy, we're in it. We're in Dude, it. That's the best. When no, but he'd could... find a way to tie in the shoe to the magic as well. Well, I just love the look a magician gives when they're about to perform a trick. Like, remember when David Blaine would do those street magic tricks? And he, he was doing kinda, it all over the place. And he would just do that like weird look where he'd be like, yes. Wait, let me <laughs> do it. Wait, could, Go. I, could I just... Can I just try something it's really so quick? Good. I, okay, is it okay if I try something? Just do the and I'm always like, yeah, try something, play? dude. Try it on me. Like at one point he was, he was he just took out some some model magic out of his pocket and he made this and he was is like that magic clay. Sometimes I just um, let the listeners know that Shane is holding up a piece of magic clay. Yeah. Sometimes I just see stuff. I don't know. Why don't you hold on to this? And then it came up later, of course. Oh, dude, I'm so angry that I wasn't here. 
And, and I he heard he was a key up here in Steven's pocket. Yeah, that was wild. How could That's he have awesome. gotten that in there? That Did he get wild. you a new car? I wish, man. Oh, so it was just a key. I, Where did the key go? In the episode, I mean, I was visibly frustrated. Steven was really having a tough time with it. Just because he, he couldn't figure out the magic? He hates magic. Couldn't, well, I couldn't figure it out, but also, like, it is an emotional journey that he was bringing us on. I like that. It was a lot. I don't know. I, uh, I I knew he was coming on the show. I did not know he was coming on the show the episode I wasn't here. Well, that's news to lose, bro. That's you all, were in Can we bring Egypt. him back? Can he come back? Nope. Why not? One time. I'm sure he'd love to. Nope. You know what would be the greatest Only trick when of you're all gone. time? Is if Steven transformed into him right now, like if a plume of smoke came up, and then now he was here. Is that what's going to happen right it now? It should be show policy. We should strike. Anytime one of us is out, we should have a magician <laughs> sit, sit in and do tricks for, for the other two. I'd love that. That's I, do, and I, I did just meet another magician recently. What? Should Where? I, should I bring him The one? mall? Huh? Where'd you meet him? Uh, it was at an event. Okay. He's a big fan of, uh, of Worth It. Oh, great. Bring him on. So he, yeah. I'll bring him on when you're not here again. Well, couldn't we bring him on when there's all three of us here? Mm. We have a four-person podcast? Are you insane? Well, we can, we have another mic. We could do four That's people. That's true. All right. Well, if we could do crazy. four people on For Your Amusement, we could do four people on Pod Watcher. This room is three times the size of that room. No, that's fair. Okay. We could put him behind yeah. the couch. Yeah, yeah. We, can, we can have Kevin again, and we can also have my other friend, Sean. Bring Kevin uh, back. What if you get them now. both and make them fight? Oh, with magic. a magic oh, shit, duel. A ma- like a duel. Podcast only. A wizard fight. I, I want you to know, Ryan, I was asking Kevin some questions that I think you would have appreciated. Yeah. I was trying to get into like the psyche of a magician. And I oh, was like, can you place. ever tell that, like, do you ever do a trick and like you could tell people are maybe humoring you? <laughs> yeah, you know? what did he say? This is a good thing. We'll just rehash Artfully. the entire I podcast. Say, yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, if you want to hear that. no i want shane to tell me word for word everything that kevin said he did a card trick (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a toddler explained to his mom when he saw the park you should watch your own show i'm down to watch it yeah go but the thing is i want to see the tricks live because i always watch those street magic kind of like specials and just just dream that that would be me the magic is performed on all right we'll bring him back we'll bring him back thank god that's what all if, I want. We could follow you around in public or, or and just surprise you with a street magician who who singles now, you. Now I am down for that. Yeah. You could you I'll give you the keys to my home. You could come in and you know I'll be in, You're the, sick of. in a shower. You know, we could have shower. We could have dinner. Oh the the the, the drain like all of a sudden start spouting water out of it. I would probably think there's a sewage problem there. Yeah. Which that did happen at my house once and it was really gross. Sewage coming up from the drain. Coming up from the drain. There was a blockage in our main line. And it just, just the, just, and I saw the block. You're talking about your house or your body? Just the house. Okay. Just the I house. Couldn't, couldn't tell. I was sick after I came back from Egypt and there was some blockage there. Why does it always come back to this? I don't you know. know what? I, last episode was the least gross episode. Hey, look. So I've, <laughs> hey, look. I didn't say anything when it came to so poop. Something about He your... brought it up. Oh, no, he no, brought no, it no. up. You do it's, tee it's it up quite often. Here. It's, it's Ryan being. You can't blame. You can't blame him for that. <sighs> but but I will say the banter I have with Ryan that he started. Mm. I was just talking about having a magician come and surprise me in my private life. I think that's perfectly normal. All right, all right. Um, yeah. And I just I resent the fact that I went to go visit family in Egypt, and uh, and then you guys brought a magician to set when I was visiting family, doing a noble thing. Well, a we missed you, Ryan. Thing. We missed you on the podcast. We did. 
How yes. was your guys' break? Did you guys already do that? Did we even talk about that? I think we just started talking to the magician right away. That makes sense. Yeah. Did you? What was the whoa, most whoa. fun thing you did over the break? The funnest thing over the break. Mm. That I want Zion. Zion. I want glamping. Did we talk about any of this? No, we didn't. Oh. Anyway, I went to Zion, Utah. Nice. It yeah. was really and, and uh, man, I've never been cold. Probably right. It was freezing, but I've never been glamping before. And oh lord, I am a, a new fan. I I love camping. I think. Well, here's the thing. I think I I was I was raised a camper. I camped a lot with my family growing up. Camped a lot in college with my friends. Camped a lot after college. Was born in the forest. (laughs) Um, and I I feel like there was an era where glamping was looked down upon, but I I think it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. I'm down to try it. I won't uh, lie and say that there's not going to be a part of my brain that thinks like. Oh, this is kind of kind of weak. Yeah, but that morning when you're leaving and you're not packing oh, up a tent, yeah. everything. Oh. Also, showering. I imagine showering nice. is amazing. Well, a lot of campgrounds have showers. Yeah, but they're not oh, this amazing. Nice. I mean, some oh. of the ones I've been to are. Nice. I'll just shout them out right here. Auto camp. Man, huh? these guys have figured it out. Or, was it like a big um, standing tent, or was it like a um, they're uh, they call streamer airstream trailers? Yeah. Oh, oh so it's just trailers. Oh, so you're just like in a house essentially. Yeah. Basically, well, I mean, it's a tiny. It's you a went tiny to home, a house, basically. Yeah. yeah. And, and the great thing is, I have two dogs, and we'll get to your dog thing later. Mm-hmm. I didn't. You didn't tell me about this dog thing until it was literally a spur before the, this. Podcast. It was a spur of the moment thing. How could you not tell me? You know, I love dogs. You know, I have two dogs. I mean, this How li- could you not. It literally happened two days ago. Like we've talked on the phone at least three times since then. Well, I mean, I don't have it physically with me right now. Didn't you hear in the background? No, like a. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That was just Kevin the Magician pretending to be a dog. Very convincing. Mm. He's mm. very good. Anyway, auto camp. Uh, we, we get we get there and we have two dogs. And like being able to like close them in, the, in a place where they can't get out. Yeah. Yeah. Very helpful. Whereas a tent, you have to like stake them to the ground. Like oh, they're leashed oh, to the ground. Oh, true, like, true. Stake you stake, you stake your dog to the ground? <laughs> <laughs> they're leashed to the ground. They're, they're stake their leash to the ground. <laughs> um, just drive a stake through its paw. Did you see some good stars at night, Milky Way? Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> yeah. This is why I am. I, I am the illustriousness of LA is gone for me. I, I, I LA is okay, not my well, favorite. You don't have to do this with. You could have done not, this last week when. Let's Ryan not disparage here. LA. You could have. I, I do like this in Look, the magician episode. I like it, but the problem is that it's too loud. It's too loud. It not just oh, not just not just the barking. Loud. Maybe you it's, should go to the it's, auto it's, camp and stay there. These kids with That's their boom boxes. <laughs> <laughs> what is all that noise? <laughs> it's not the noise. It's it's the it's like the the the, din. the stimuli. The, din? the stimuli. Yeah, the sure. Stimuli. Yeah. yeah. Um. Did you see the the Milky Way? You know, I saw a lot of stars. Yeah. I don't I shooting can't stars. Shooting them. stars. No shooting stars. Mm. Ah, that would be nice. Uh, desert camping, not for me. I've done it a few times. Because it's too cold? It's too hot? It's pretty there's cold. Just, there's no fucking shade. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. It gets freezing at night and then sweltering during the day. Well, that's why Auto Camp does it. That, that it does sound like Joshua a nice Tree yeah. and Yosemite and Zon. Like, they choose the spots where, like, you would want to do that kind of experience. <laughs> I just like a forest. I like a forest camping. I do. Know? I like being yeah. around trees. I actually just... <laughs> I just saw Oppenheimer again and I think I just watched it uh, over the weekend and again there was a line in that movie I don't know how it missed me the first three times I saw the movie but I laughed really hard in the theater what, what point? <laughs> there's that moment in the movie when Einstein is walking with that 
German scientist who has turned like he's gone away from the Nazis and he's like, oh, he's convinced James Urbaniak. Yeah. yeah, he's like, he's convinced the Nazis could poison his food. And then he turns around he's to just, say something that is like, l- he's like, let me say something that makes me seem like a normal human and not a scientist. And he goes, trees are such inspiring structures. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he looks up and it made me laugh so You just see him in the back. <laughs> he's like, just kind of uh, looking well, around. He's kind of weird now. And that's how I feel when I'm in, when I'm camping. Trees There's are also, inspiring structures. I mean, the desert is obviously, it's got its own, like Zion. I've never been. Sarah's been. Uh, it, looks, gorgeous. it looks gorgeous. Yeah, Joshua Tree is also like a stunning, weird place on earth. It's great. Naturally, yeah. just, uh, it's wild. Um, but I like when you're like under a big canopy of trees and you got a fire going. Yeah. And just mm. Maybe you hear like a babbling brook in the mm. background. Oh, like yeah. A body of water nearby. It's it's just feels more peaceful. I feel at most peace when I'm around like the forest. Oh, yeah. sure. Which is why I think I'm going to get a tattoo of the forest somewhere. You got to get a tattoo of a tree line, you know? Yeah. Uh, like like how like what if i got a tree line from this wrist all the way over to this wrist that's good just be like and if i stood like this you could see my full wingspan yeah it would just be trees that'd be good and then somewhere in the trees listener if you're not listening you ryan is really (laughs) if you're not watching (laughs) listener if you're not listening time to pay attention (laughs) um uh, what, Ryan, your how was your break then? Would you? Well, I have one more question about the auto camp. Oh, is there a re- yeah, is yeah, it A U T O camp? Yeah, like uh, yep, yep. Is it because like it's just automated? You walk in. Well, it's I think like it's because for airstreams, it, which are trailers, oh, yeah, so trailer, for automobiles, yeah. mm, maybe a double entendre there because yeah. like, it's like automated hey, camping. Maybe. Walk in. Yeah. Did you make little scrambled eggs inside there? No, you know, just had a fire and made some stuff. What'd you eat? We had some ramen. We had Ooh, some sausages. And ramen. Yeah, typical camping just kind of coffee, stuff. Coffee, tea. We had Korean barbecue actually. Whoa! How, oh, whoa. Shit. You just you just put a you just put I a cast iron over a fire, fire yeah, and yeah. just throw it, throw it on. Damn! Oh damn! That yeah. sounds nice. fucking baller. And uh, I I do love how it has very like like youth camp vibes like the, this place because they have like a, a giant like middle uh, common area you can go to and you can just relax there. You can even shower in that common area. Super nice. Oh, boy, oh, boy, did I overdo it on the holiday sweets. With all the travel and the parties. Let me tell you something. Many a merry was made. But it's a brand new year and I can't be living off of cookies and fruitcake. But where do I start? Factors ready to eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery store's prep work and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and more. Plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. Forget frantic lunch preps and rushed dinners. Factors 2-Minute Meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up fast with restaurant-quality meals, all delivered right to your door. I mean, (laughs) look... It just makes sense. And it isn't just lunches and dinners. Factor now offers loads of snack options like breakfast, smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep me going, keep my engine chugging, no matter what's on the schedule. You know why they call it takeout? Because you take out your money and throw it away. That's right. Factor is cheaper and way more delicious than takeout. Get chef-crafted, restaurant-quality meals delivered right to your door. They're ready to heat and eat in just two minutes, which means more time for you. 
And Factor knows that your plans change. You might be at home one week and then gone the next. Well, with Factor, you can change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. So stress less over meal times in the new year. Factors, no prep, no mess meals, free up time otherwise spent shopping, cooking, and cleaning up. And that means more time <laughs> for Fortnite, baby. Yeah, that's right. I'm a gamer. Head over to factormeals.com slash watcher50 and use code watcher50 to get 50% off. That's code watcher50 at factormeals.com slash watcher50 to get 50% off. Uh, what sweet, did what did sweet, what did I do sweet, sweet. over the? I mean, I went to Egypt. That was really great. Uh, visited all of Mari's family because she has a lot of family over there. Uh, because Mari is Egyptian. Uh, and that was cool. It was it was like what was the neatest thing you saw there? Pick one. We saw a lot. I mean, the pyramids were amazing. Probably there's a there's a a, a temple in Abu Simbel that looks insane. It's basically like a cliffside, and they carved giant fucking statues crazy into, the, when they do into the cliff and uh it was just i could have just sat there with a cup of coffee and looked at those bad boys forever because it was also a little chilly <laughs> those bad boys yeah that's what I, I was like that's what i said to the tour guy i was like what are these bad boys called <laughs> and he went bad boys uh Who are these jokers over here <laughs> um but it was nice it's it, it didn't even almost feel like i was going to a foreign country in the sense of there was it was we were traveling with people that you know lived there yeah and so mm. i didn't get any of like the culture shock or even like the uh the troublings that you would get of you trying didn't to navigate get, a country where they didn't get language swept up into touristy things probably because no, you were no. with or you know well we did some touristy things because they wanted me to see some right of the things. but if you're traveling with people who live there you're 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 in good hands. No, it was great. And then they, they, and it was not, they were all nice because obviously they've seen all these things. It's like when you have relatives come visit L.A. and you're like, oh, I guess I'll take you to see Griffith Observatory sure. and shit like that. So we did like the equivalent of that. It just happened to be things like the pyramids and seeing yeah, King Tut's wild. tomb. Those pyramids, when you wow. get up close to them, they're big. They're big blocks. Holy huh? shit, dude. Those blocks. They look they each, look not smooth from a distance. No. Did you know really... each one of those blocks is the uh, size of an elephant in terms of weight? Wait. Pretty heavy. Yeah, wait. Yeah. Oh, There's wait. also a lot of pyramids in, <laughs> in in Egypt, but they're also massive. Um, like our our nephews who we were with, they were like each one of them was like half the size of those blocks standing up. Wow! Like I, one of the stats that like really blew my mind is if you disassembled all the pyramids in Egypt and stacked the blocks up to make a wall, you can make a ten foot high wall from L.A. to New York. That's a lot of blocks. It's kind of hard to to fathom that, but it's it's insane. Is that actually true? That's unbelievable. Is that well, a, a, there's, of, of which of how many all pyramids? Because well, there? there's like I think there's dozens and dozens. Right. Of pyramids. There's a bunch of different like clusters of. But them. seeing the big ones, I don't know. The just Giza are those the biggest? The ones? pyramids of Giza, yeah. yeah. Just the the fucking just engineering like accomplishment of getting those blocks up on the on that pyramid. It yeah, also it, it took forever for them to build. It's something you you miss out on. At any point during the com during the uh vacation were you able to do a a little and enough champagne to fill the Nile. You remember that? No. What was that, that from? Death on the Nile. I never saw Death on the Nile. You know, it's not good, but it's fun. We went to the hotel and had dinner at the place where Agatha Christie wrote Death really? on the Nile. Really? Oh, that's and, cool. And seeing what that place looked like i was like yeah i could spend a I wonder couple if they months filmed here. any of the movie there because there is a part in the movie where they're at like sort of a lavish hotel this hotel was amazing huh i wonder 
Um, oh, you were at a hotel the whole time. You weren't like staying at families. No, places, we stayed you know? at a hotel one point because we stayed in uh, Cairo for a couple days, and then we stayed in Luxor, uh, and then we stayed in this place called Alguna, which was like the most posh. It was like Beverly Hills on the water. Whoa, Alguna. Yeah, yeah. Al, al-, al- Ghul. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was really nice. Um, and then we did like a little cruise along the Nile where we would stop at different shrines and temples along the way. Yes. This is just like the film. It's just like the, the film. nobody got killed, but it was great. It was amazing. It, it was truly like a life changing experience. And it really, honestly, though, like Mari and I were talking about it recently. We, we talked about the trip and what we liked and we'd like talked for like 20 minutes and we realized we had not mentioned anything about Egypt. It was just nice to see all of her family. Honestly. Mm. Sure. Because mm. they only see each other once every like five years, like mm. when there's a wedding Whoa. or something. And <laughs> I did not realize, and everyone, all of her family are so accommodating. Most of the, uh, the impetus for this trip was the fact that Mari and I had gotten married and they wanted to introduce me to Egyptian culture. Aww. And oh, so fun. they just like, they, they just laid it all out and it was amazing. Some and then we food? also celebrated Christmas there too. Good food. Because Christmas is on January 8th or 7th, I believe there. Wow. Uh, Coptic Christmas. Oh, sure. So we did like, I had like two Christmases this year. Fun. That was, that was fun. Mm. Greedy little piggy. I know. It was really nice. <laughs> Extra but presents from Santa. <laughs> no presents from me, but I did get presents in the form of food and I love the food. Yeah. Oh man. They had, it's weird too. Like there are certain things that kind of feel like, uh, almost like Asian food. Yeah. Like they had these things. I forgot what they were called, which is, you know, great. I learned so much. Um, but they tasted just like a wonton. Mm. It was amazing. And then they have the little like uh, grape leaf like wrapped food, which is kind of like their version of a dumpling. Mm. It's very Never, good. I don't like grape leaves. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I'm not disparaging the food. Grape leaves are I a lot. I like of... grape leaves. Where's that McDonald's at? <laughs> they always, um, there's something about like the, the chewiness of them, mm. you know? Oh, you know what you would have loved though? Tell me. There are, um, where was this? What was Aswan. We went to this place called Aswan, which is a port city. And they are known for this special variety of peanut that they have there. Yeah. I and these that. bad boy. I like peanuts. These bad boys were super crunchy, but just very, very uh, savory. And yeah. I was like. Uh, Big? No, just a normal size normal peanut. Size peanut. When, they looked like a normal peanut. And then when I put it in my mouth, I was like, that's not a normal peanut. That ain't no normal peanut. <laughs> that's an Aswan <laughs> peanut if I've ever tasted one. And uh, it was great. Uh, there was also, you know. Oh, the bazaars were amazing. Got some fun stuff for my family. Uh, got myself a Mo Salah jersey, which was he's uh, probably the, one of the best footballers in the world. He plays for the Egyptian national team. How was the wildlife? Liverpool. Uh, the wildlife was crazy. Cranes. Dude. Did you see some cranes? No, we saw a lot of camels. Oh, yeah. Oh. A lot of camels. Were they spitting? Yeah. yeah. Mari and I rode a camel. <laughs> you rode yeah. one? Yeah, it was crazy. How we fast ro- did they go? We rode one through a Nubian village. Were you on the same camel? Like, Yeah, and it's scary, hunts? dude. They're tall. They're tall, and they uh, to get on, they get on their knees. Yeah, and so when they get up, it's kind of like back um, and how forth. How many people so you can, really gotta hang on? Can one camel uh, have? Probably okay. two. You know, Mari and I aren't the biggest folks, so like it was easy for the camel. Oh. It was lightweight. How many times were you like, "This is like Indiana Jones. This is like the Mummy." None, because it didn't look at all like it. Wow. <laughs> there was one thing in the bazaar that I've never seen before. These two guys got into it, and they were pushing each other. And then one of them pulled out a sword 
Whoa! Oh that's and like was, Indiana Jones. And I was like, what the fuck? That's like Indiana Jones. And it was crazy because we were with Mari's uh, aunt and she was buying the Aswan peanuts for me. And she was ha- haggling with the guy and she was like, no, that's too expensive. Guy pulls out the sword and she's like, Ryan, Mari, get back. Whoa. And then she turns around. She was like, I still think that's too much for the peanuts. Meanwhile, behind her head, there's a guy like, ha! <laughs> it was like, wow, it was crazy, dude. And then they kind of just shook hands and like walked away. The sword was like the deterrent necessary. To yeah. Get, like things. Swords are dangerous. I don't even know where he had the sword because he was wearing shorts. Did it do a shink? No, he out? must have had some kind of like interior sheath in his, yeah. in his shorts. Oh my God. A scabbard. Is that what we call that? A no. scabbard. I mean, it was a, like, it's probably like this big. Except for a knife. For the viewers, it's like at least like shoulder to shoulder length size sword. Oh, like three feet. And I was, I remember one time I was playing pickup basketball and there was this guy, uh, and he got into it with me and he started pushing me and I pushed him back and then he went into his pants and I was like oh my god is he gonna pull out a gun and he pulled out a giant stick huh that's cool a stick that was probably shoulder to shoulder length Wait, why and I just in the middle of basketball yeah in the middle of pickup basketball we were outside at this uh, park called first avenue and my buddy Darnell was like how the fuck did you fit that in your shorts <laughs> And it kind of turned into this like kind of questionnaire where all the tension diffused because everyone was amazed that he had been playing a game of five on five yeah, but, but why with a he, giant stick Why did in he his pull pants? a stick out, out of his pants? To fight you? To, to hit me with it. To, to hit you? What kind of, like a, like a wand you? to like a Harry Potter wand? Not like a wand. I'm talking like a log. Like it was at least like the girth like size. Like a nightstick? Probably like less, uh, maybe like an inch or two less diameter of that coffee cup like I, a thick stick i've thick never stick. heard of any single and this is not a euphemism it's like a legitimate stick pulling a stick out playing basketball neither to had hit, i to hit like somebody a, like a dry sausage like well, a dry imagine Italian my sausage. surprise too because i was like oh here comes a gun or a knife <laughs> and then a stick and so like i was like still a little frightened but i was also kind of curious about the stick because i truly i mean he was like playing full speed this is like an hour into us playing. Imagine that. <laughs> this story, I mean, I believe you, but it just sounds so fake. Because it's... it's I know it it's, sounds fake. It's crazy. That's, un- how that's did unreal. You, Nobody's doing that. How did you dissolve the tension? Well, everyone asked him, you have a stick? <laughs> yeah. And everyone... Even yeah, you just brush out loud. That's crazy, like, man. Put that stick away. Anyway, <laughs> so there's a guy in Egypt with a sword. And a guy with a sword. This is the second time in I've seen pants. someone pull something out. <laughs> I'm realizing why I felt so exhausted after last week's episode. It was the magic, but also I forgot that when Ryan's here, I can just sort of kick back oh, and let, right. let him tell one story that, <laughs> that involves nine other tangents. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. This is this is all. I, Somebody uh, should go in and like actually calculate the <laughs> runtime percentages. Of Ryan talking, Shane talking, and me talking. It's probably see what that is. It's probably as big as that stick was. <laughs> that stick was fucking huge. A lot of stuff happened at that park. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it's true. You're talking about your Egypt trip or your how old, how old were you when the stick happened? I was about fourteen, and then about a year later, uh, you thought a kid pulled a gun out on you when you were fourteen years old? Yeah, because there were like, people would get into fights all the time at that park. It was like there was one of the. Where old, are you playing basketball? Well, it's the only. It was the only park within a, a large amount of space <laughs> that had lights on at night because it was outdoor. So you needed to go there, and so everybody from all the cities would come to this park to play. Interesting. And so, like another time, 
my friend and this other guy were getting into a shoving match and they were pushing each other and he was so angry and he was like shaking when you're so angry your voice is shaking and he was like fuck you dude you want to take this shit outside and everyone just got real quiet and one of our buddies was like hey man we are outside (laughs) and he did that thing where he was like have you ever seen someone when they've been bested but they're still trying to be angry but they're also trying not to laugh so his like mouth was like wiggling and he was just like yeah, I know. <laughs> Great park. Go there if you want to see some fun fights. Uh, I was always good at defusing fights, though. Yeah. You know, do some magic, some close-up card magic. I carried a deck of cards in my pack. No, no. No, that, now that's fake. That but I wish it wasn't, because... You're just jealous. I am of... jealous. I would love to see you actually do a magic trick for a magician on this podcast. I was really into magic when I was a kid. Yeah, no, I want to see... I bought all of those... They should rate your magic. Oh, it's bad. It's bad magic. Did you see this here? That's a card that was two cards. Holy shit. It's yeah. right by Fifi. Right by Fifi. Fifi's uh, looking, just just sort of peeking out from behind it. I thought you were going to say boys. something else. I thought you were going to Fifi's just... looking like a real snack. <laughs> I thought you were going <laughs> to describe what Fifi looks like. I How was your break, Shane? <laughs> what, did, what was a fun thing you did? Um, now that we're eight hours in. I, tra- I traveled. Uh, we, went to the, we went to Illinois. We went to Connecticut. We went to New York. Um, big apple it was very it was a lot of family time which was fun but it was rainy and cold a lot of the time so we didn't do a lot of the usual winter festivities you yeah know? but by the time we got to new york it wasn't very rainy you see the big tree in rockefeller you see the big tree you did no we didn't i saw hugh jackman record a video of himself there really big divorce guy energy yeah oh absolutely he's he was, always had that though he was like if you guys haven't been here you gotta do it this morning you gotta see the tree this morning on the today show uh they were they were because of the Emmys that just aired. They were like counting down other people who were almost close to getting an EGOT. Nice. And they were like, Hugh Jackman's got everything but the Oscar. And I was like, he ain't he ain't getting that. <laughs> I saw a tweet you today. Think Hugh Jackman's getting an Oscar that mentioned that it's funny that some people's whole life ambition is to get an EGOT. And it's based off a joke by some comedian like an EGOT was like just a joke. Oh, really? Is that true? I don't know. Can we look that up? Like I mean, EGOT maybe. was like, what would I look at? Is EGOT was EGOT just like a joke from a comedian? Where like, the origin, like a EGOT, funny way to say, like a funny way to be like, oh, you got all those, you got an EGOT. Um, I did see in New York. I saw a production of Merrily We Roll Along with little Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, Jonathan Groff. How was that? Uh, it was pretty incredible. You saw the boy. Wow. Yeah. Who lived? It was really good. Um, I'm not a big. I mean, I respect Sondheim, but I'm not very learned when it comes to a lot of musicals. So um, it was really good. Did you see Wonka? Yeah. I loved it. Loved it. I loved before it. Before we go to Wonka. I saw it right before we left for the break. Did you see Me Daniel Radcliffe was like, I want to do a rom-com? Yeah, with, he'd be great with, with Quinta. <laughs> so, yeah, he was like, like, we have the same height or, or uh, something. <laughs> They were in a movie together. Right? That's they were so in, they were in the weird. Show, uh, Miracle the, Workers. That's and they were also so weird in that weird Al movie. Our world's. Oh, yeah come together like that though shout out to quinta uh, quinta brunson by the way congrats again it's like an annual congrats yeah. to her every year i know it's well, amazing you know anyway go to, go to wonka wonka so yet though i saw it at the chinese theater and oh, great atmosphere. there were great atmosphere it was the thursday night that it came out and there were maybe 50 people in the theater yikes um but it was the most enthusiastic crowd and i was like these are my people mm. these are my wonka heads it was, I mean, yeah, actually, now that I think about it, my theater was kind of sparse in seating as well. Yeah, but, but really lovely. Really fun stuff. I, whoever cut that trailer together, 
They should be. They should be fired. Probably. Yeah, not a great trailer <laughs> because they really also, made they made Timothy look bad. Though you know what, though it's weird because uh, Timothy's performance as a whole works, but I feel like it's tough to like take Eclipse. any singular line yeah. from him and put it in there and make it go down smooth. I don't know. It's a weird performance. I think it's the weakest part of the movie, but it does still work. What's her last name? Sally uh, Hawkins. Yeah, Sally Hawkins. That's just Paul King's go-to. Let's have the emotional heart of the cry. movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's great. Really, I, I'm excited to watch it again. I like the music a lot, too. Oh, it's good music. Mm, yeah. I was surprised by that. It was a fun time. It was a fun time. I wish he would have uh, directed another Paddington. And oh. a lot of my, my Blorbos from Ghosts and uh, Ta- Taskmaster were in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All my people. Well, sounds like we had an eventful break. Yeah. Hmm. What's going on? I'm looking through our financials. It looks like we're subscribed to eight different monthly amusement park magazines. What? Uh oh. <laughs> Busted. And wait, what are these V Bucks? Uh, I gotta go. Things are gonna change around here. I just started using Rocket Money. What's that? Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. I can see all of our subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, like these magazines or V-Bucks, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash watcher. That's rocketmoney.com slash watcher, rocketmoney.com slash watcher. Let's talk about our topics. (laughs) (laughs) I have your EGOT info. Oh, Oh, nice. nice. Okay, so it was coined by Philip Michael Thomas while he was doing the show Miami Vice. He said that he had the desire to achieve the EGOT winning an Emmy Grammy, Oscar, and Tony within the next five years. He would never be nominated for any. Also, it wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the person who coined it <laughs> had no chance. Yeah. Is Whoopi an Egot? Egot? Who else? Uh, let me think really quick. Let me just do a little quick little think. Who done it? Egot. <laughs> it's a lot of musicians yeah, yeah 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 uh john uh john uh, uh what the fuck john is just no 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 what's his name oh my god john legend john legend yes oh yeah he has one right yep. uh Bobby goldberg mike nichols Ooh. oh oh audrey hepburn cool rita moreno oh, who also goes on let me try and guess one sorry <laughs> god. i wouldn't have guessed any of those people I got I got John Legend. I feel good about that. There's a number of non-competitive winners. Barbara Streisand. Uh, yes, a non-competitive. What What does that mean? What What does that mean? Like a special Tony Award? Like they get uh, like a lifetime achievement oh, award? Or, you know, oh, she got sitting it. on her shelf. Well, then Hugh Jackman <laughs> is going to get one. Probably. You think he's going to get an Oscar? Yeah, probably. I like you. By the way, for he the might. for the record, I'm he a big might. Hugh guy. Um, Viola Davis, In the right role. Viola. Jennifer Hudson, Alan Menken, of course. Alan Rice, of course. Andrew Lloyd Webber, of course. Do you like Hugh, Matt? Yeah. What? I'm a Hugh <laughs> Way in on Hugh Jackman. I'm a Hugh Love Hugh Jackman. Him is Curly in Oklahoma 1999. I think he's very talented. I think he seems to be a nice man, too. Yeah. Hey. Was he ever in The Greatest Showman? I was he okay was in Greatest Showman. That's, that's good. 
I thought he was good in Greatest Showman. I just didn't really like it. That Never much. saw it. First uh, saw his in day. Well, because you don't like P.T. Barnum. Hey, he's a little fucker. Yeah. <laughs> he was a little fucker. Yes. Yes. Have you done a puppet history on Pops I think we floated Barnum? it at some point. I That's was like, let's, let's roast this fucker. Um, but we haven't done that yet. Don't get Hugh Jackman in your... I think at some point in uh, the upcoming Mystery Files uh, season, we mentioned we mentioned him and he bit. was in the script, and I was like, let me at least be... Uh, let me call him a piece of shit or something. <laughs> <laughs> I just edited the script. I don't think anyone's going to be upset with that. No, that's all right. Um, uh, well, that's cool. Topics. Let's, uh, let's start with yours. Fog. Um, I was at... <laughs> that was your topic? I yeah. Fog. Well, it's a nice misty, foggy morning here, and it's been sunny lately. It's that beautiful time of year in LA, and I mean that genuinely, where yeah. the nights are nice and mm. they're in the 40s. It's cold. Then you walk around during the daytime, it's 70 and sunny, but people are walking around in parkas because right. they're like, well, it's January. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this morning it was very foggy, and it was a very distinct kind of fog. I was in the parking lot at, I'll give them a shout out, good old Lazy Acres. Oh my God. We're still okay. Still don't have breakfast sandwiches. So what? They don't have on. something? But you were eating something this morning. What well, I had eating? a breakfast burrito that was wrapped, but they've got a lot of like uh, counter service there, and I'm like, make some fresh breakfast sandwiches. At this sandwiches. point, it might be How more helpful to be? make a list of what they do have, because most times you bring up things they I'll don't I'll tell you have. this. They seem to have a really, I may have mentioned this already, it seems like they have a really good beer selection. Which is which ain't Maybe. nothing. Yeah, you know, I mean, we do like perusing a beer section. Pretty big, uh, and a lot of chips. Huh. Mm. <laughs> that's nice. So for so for game day, you know, get some late July chips in there. Ooh, I love late July. Yeah, Stephen got Stephen put me onto those back in the top five beatdown mm. episode, which you can mm. watch. Oh his God, late yeah. Julys were on his list. Yeah, yeah. I think the lime version. Yeah, late July. Remember we did the chips. You guys, episode. you guys hated that pick too. I did because it was like a tortilla chip. Like what the. Fuck? Oh, right. Who yeah, was that an impression of? Was that me or Shane? Yeah, uh, careful. That was the combination of you guys. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. I, I okay. respect yeah. that. Yeah. That's good. Um, so the fog in the parking lot this morning uh, very much reminded me of the first time that I ever visited Los Angeles, which I think yeah. was in 2003 um, or 2004. My brother was moving out here and we stayed out in Santa Monica at a hotel. I believe it was a double tree by the Santa Monica High School. Yeah. And it was so foggy the whole time. And it was just a very, um, it was a very magical trip. I yeah. saw um, Kill Bill Volume 1 on that trip. Nice. What do you guys think about fog? <laughs> I thought you were talking about the film. What John Carpenter's The Fog. I love that movie. Let's talk about that as well. Isn't it kind of funny that there's two horror movies, one called The Fog and one called The Mist? Yeah. The Fog I like more. The mist, I always confuse them. The mist is the one that has all of the crazy ass creatures. The sort of Lovecraftian creatures coming in from a portal or something. And then that lady gets fucked up in a convenience store, from my recollection. Yeah, a lot of it takes place. I believe the, it's like a novella, right? I think so. That's a Stephen King joint. That's a little Stevie joint, yeah. He's going to scare the hell out of you. He, he did. Um, the Fog. I, if you haven't seen uh, Carpenter's The Fog, it's good. Really wonderful. The, it's, a, it's just a classic ghost story, Ghost Pirates. Um, one of the things I love about that movie you is- You don't even the, have to sell it more than Ghost Pirates. I know. And John Carpenter? And a little Johnny C on the ones and twos. There's a, there's an opening sequence in that movie that I think they added after the fact, but it's just like, you hear the radio going, and then you just see the town start. It's all these like beautiful ambient shots of the town, like the gas station. Mm, nice. And you just see, you just see the haunting start to creep in with the fog. It's like a good five to ten minutes. It's stunning. It's one of my favorite openings to a movie ever. It's good. It's really good. 
What do you think about fog, though? The weather phenomenon? I think it's scary as shit when I'm driving. Yeah. We've been in some fog on our on our trips. We have. When you have the combo of fog and heavy rain, that's a lot. Yeah. It's too much mm-hmm. for me. That's scary. I know people always make fun of folks in LA for not being able to drive when it, it rains, which is true. Um, but driving in rain and fog anywhere you are is not great. Fog yeah, is like yeah, all I of agree. like it's all like the uh deterrence of visibility <laughs> without the fun of snow. Yeah, but it's nice to not drive in it's it. It's fun to walk in fog. That's though. what I'm saying. Like to be in fog. You ever walked through a foggy wood? No, that sounds oh my fucking god. Scary. But actually kind of cool, I guess, if I had like... No, it's great. I'm not talking about nighttime. I'm talking about like a nice forest preserve during the day when it's foggy. Like a forbidden forest kind of thing. Sure. Or just a forest preserve. Yeah, but like... It's totally bidden. Yeah, but if it's in the fog, you can't even see what's in front. Like, how foggy are we talking? Are we talking like you could barely even see your hand in front of you? No, I've never been in fog that thick, I don't think. That would be crazy. <laughs> yeah, that would be crazy. You know, like we're like in a cartoon when they would cut it with a knife. <laughs> Do they do that in cartoons? Yeah, you could cut it and it'd be like a fog pancake. Take a bike out, take a bike out of it? I think Sco- <laughs> Scooby does it. At least. Scooby does that? At least. Yeah, he cuts he goes, it. <laughs> like a porthole. That's nice. Um, the other thing I love about fog is how it dampens sound. I guess I'm realizing I don't have too much experience with fog other you than when I'm driving. There. We should stop recording this right now. Go outside. It's walk, not that walk foggy. Around. foggy outside right now. Walk around Hollywood. Is it foggy? No, no, not, not it right now. It being foggy? Yeah. Fog. It bra- it when bro- I got here, it was already unfogged. I wonder where the foggiest place to live is in America. Probably, Probably somewhere in Pacific Maine. Northwest or yeah. Maine. Yeah. Well, Pacific water. Northwest, maybe. I would, either there or Maine. I've never been to Maine. I've always wanted to go to Maine. You've got to get up there. you got to go to Bahaba. I almost <laughs> lived in Maine for a bit. Maine where? Fog. I don't know where, but I got a job offer to work at um, a, tampon, a tampon company up in Maine. All right. Uh, it's part of P&G. What, what's their uh, tampax? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Pearl? I don't know which one it was, but this was when I was in, in college. But uh, that would have been my one claim to fame in Maine, and then I ended up in L.A. Wow, what a so, weird crossroads. It's sliding, crazy, actually. Yeah, I, I would not be here right now if it wasn't for that decision to, to, to go to California. Yeah, I think that's abundantly clear. That's true. I'd be in Maine. You'd, like, you'd have like six more dogs. I think I would love Maine. Yeah, you would. Maybe. No, I think I would have. You've never been up there? Never. I, the furthest northeast I've gone probably is Connecticut. Is that further northeast than New York? Is that where yeah. they manufacture most of the tampons in Maine? It's where the R&D so. was. Oh, that's where R&D was. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought of the dumbest joke. <laughs> and what is it? <laughs> Say it. You would have thought they'd be manufactured in Tampon Bay. <laughs> tampon Bay. Good, like Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. <laughs> that's good. That's... <laughs> I, I did not get it at first. It's so stupid. <laughs> I'm putting it in. That you often do. <laughs> Fun fact about tampons, they use the same science. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> same science what? The same science as rocket science to uh, to manufacture tampons. Well, wouldn't that be true of a lot of things? Like, No. Hey, I got a question for all of you. When was the last time you enjoyed cereal? Can't even recall. You Every can. day. I love cereal. It's the best. Cereal is very good. Uh, I personally love it. But my thing is, the thing about me is that I struggle with all the sugar and the empty carbs. That's me personally. Oh, well, have you heard of Magic Spoon? <laughs> yes, Ryan. And we're doing an ad for them right now. Wait, what? Why was I not informed? I'm sorry, but yes. Ma- now, Magic Spoon 
is a serial reimagined, a serial 2.0, if you will. Okay, just go with me here, all right? With no sugar and high protein, you can have your cereal and actually be fueled up for the day ahead. Oh, are you talking about Magic Spoon? Because their delicious variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. Steven! You're dead on. That's exactly right. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five grams of net carbs. And only 140 calories a serving. Wait, who is doing the ad? We all are, Ryan. You're in it. Oh, cool. Because I have to mention that it's high protein, keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, and soy free. Go to magicspoon.com slash podwatcher to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code PODWATCHER at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So, if you don't like it for any reason at all, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, start the new year off right with a delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com slash PODWATCHER and use the code PODWATCHER to save $5 off. Yum. The uh, According to the, the <laughs> Farmer's Almanac, two of the foggiest places in America are in California. Where? It goes what? number one, Grand Banks, Newfoundland, which is 206 days of fog a year. Point Reyes, California, which is 200. Cape Disappointment, Washington, 165 <laughs> days out of the year. And San Francisco, 108 days of the year. Of course, San Oh, the foggy town. Mm, foggy town and then by Maine. the bay. Maine would be number five. Is... is, is that Point Reyes place, is that near Monterey? That's got to be up there, right? Yeah. Because that's where Big Little Lies was shot, and that place was foggy as shit. What was that? <laughs> in my heart, in my cold heart. Remember that? Is that the theme song? Absolutely. I'm, I can live or I can die. Uh, oh, I think what you could have done was like... You guys have an incredible memory for like the most random things in the world. Mari and I were talking about this recently about like it would be so baller to get an Emmy or a Golden Globe if your show that you were on had a baller theme song. Oh, sure. Like, like that, ballers? Well, what, well no, because that theme song was actually not good. But like <laughs> when people win for Succession and it immediately hits the needle drop. Yeah, that's the, a nice uh, one to walk piano. up to the stage too. Oh yeah. my God. Could you imagine the feeling of walking up to that theme song? Or if you were, The Soprano is probably a good one too. Like you win, it's like... <laughs> Mar- I asked Mari what she would like to get walked up to, and she said it'd be funny to win for Curb. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be good. It's pretty good. Point Reyes is um, very close to San Francisco. It's just north. Uh, it is a cape, and it is north of the uh, Redwood Forest. Cool, yeah. Rich, Very rich people living up there for sure. Good for the apes. Good for... Oh, that's where they... I think that's where the apes end up in the film, isn't it? Nice. Those trees are huge. I tell Inspiring you what, structures. when I see that fucking apes trailer in theaters nowadays, I scream. Is it going to be good, though? What a wonderful day! Are you sure that's not the Mad Max trailer? <sighs> the original one? No. What do you think of that new Matt? That new... Uh, what the fuck is it called? I, I've... I'm... Here's the thing. I'm into it because I'll follow... Look. I'll 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 follow, I'll follow George Miller into hell. Um, I he's hoping you will. I don't think it looks. I've seen people who are like, well, there looks like they're using more CG, and I'm like, <clears throat> did you see Three Thousand Years of Longing? If the man wants to use more CG, also, I don't know how old he is. What is he like? Eighty five plus at this point? Eighty? 
He's sure. an old man. He's one of those people like he's like Carpenter where it's like, how old is that guy? Actually, it right. feels like he's been making movies forever. Yeah. Uh, um, But yeah, I on a Taylor Joy, you like her Furiosa? Yeah. Look, I, I thought, well, I go, yeah, people. I wish it was Charlize. People are just, I feel like people got to fucking chill out nowadays. Cause like when the Wonka trailer came out and everyone was like, <laughs> this looks like shit. <laughs> it's like, I mean, okay, it's Paul King's directing it. It'll probably be at least okay. Here's the thing is, I'm one of those people where I don't know if I scream this look like shit, but I'm like, that doesn't look that good. And I'll still see it because I love movies. Yes, that's I'll the thing. I'll go see movies. It's an excuse to eat popcorn at the very least. Yeah, I'm, I tend to not write stuff off you know immediately do you guys know how movie trailers are made tell us steven do you guys know are those made in maine as I well mean, like like the process of how i think trailers there's get i know picked. some some directors have a little more you know some directors work it into their their contract that they have a little more say over oh, it. other time that. they get sort of shopped well, out to trailer houses because i know a, a movie trailer editor yeah who's actually annie's friend okay. oh nice. annie jung uh, employee here, I watch one of the directors who director of Mystery Files. I don't know why it took that long winded route to describe her. Um, that's pretty. Uh, that was pretty, pretty succinct. Yeah, but succinct. her friend uh, was telling me, like, so what will happen is a studio will actually hire multiple trailer editing studios or production houses to edit the trailer. Multiple so trailers. Mul- so they'll they'll, they'll so come different back versions, yeah. different versions of the trailer. So, so it's like when we make thumbs, we make two, we make several different versions of thumbs. Yes, and then they test which one does. And they'll, the best. they'll so they'll get back like five to ten trailers, and then they'll be like, okay, I like this one the most. I guess that makes. They sense. They will pay them for that one, and then they'll also test them in the market. Well, I'd know. assume they'll pay the other people too. They will pay, but then they'll they pay, don't pay them. They pay anything. more for the one that course, they choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By and the way, thumbs for you guys that are listening. That's what we call thumbnails. That's what we call that in the YouTube biz. <laughs> We're not actually making thumbs. <laughs> like, you always have to find YouTube biz. <laughs> so oftentimes a, a, a trailer editing house will make a really good trailer, but they won't be chosen for They'll choose the one that actually performs the best, yeah. which oftentimes is the one that's the worst. I just want to be chosen. You got to figure that places like A24 or Neon are probably like, well... Let's be a little more risky with our trailers. Yeah. Right? They're probably not doing the same old, same old. Yeah. Probably. That's fog. That's fog. <laughs> what was yours, Stephen, or should we go to me? Let's go to yours. I, I, I got to hear about this dog. I've been dying to hear about this dog. Yeah. So uh, recently, Mari and I, well, we've been talking about it for like the past year. We should get a dog, but it just never seemed like the right time. And I never believed that you would. And, uh. Uh, and you know, we were like, fuck it, let's do it. I mean, we probably should have done it when the pandemic was in full, you know, throw because then we'd be home. No, no, no. That was the worst time to get a dog. Oh, really? Yes. Why? Because then your dog probably has separation anxiety. Yes, exactly. You need to, you need to have a more, you know, regular lifestyle for your dog to understand that is how life works, especially as a puppy. That's how life works. You can't be with your dog all the time. (laughs) Also, because we were very stressed during the pandemic. Yes. And you don't want to raise a dog when you're stressed. Are dogs, dude, the D, what's the value of dogs? Huh? I mean, in terms of like. (laughs) You know what's funny? I asked that exact question four years ago. (laughs) What the fuck? But I I actually asked it like earnestly. I was like, Well, I'm curious. A lot of people, like I went to, uh, and I'm not, I'm just trying to. Uh, I went to a dog birthday party That's a crazy. few years ago. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it's fucking okay. cat propaganda. Okay. Uh, no, oh, I've been to a few. No, I've been to a few. And this is not me speaking. Yeah. It was it was uh, Garrett Werner who writes uh, for Puppet History. He has a little dog. He's got a wonderful little dog. Little wiener. Ogie. How old? Um, 
I don't know how old Hoagie is. It's got a little, it's a birthday party. Two or three. Oh, I think Hoagie must have been two at that point. There are a bunch of dogs there though. And we were invited. I didn't know at the time when we went that it was a dog pick, like everyone was bringing their dogs. Yeah. I think there was maybe one other uh, couple there who didn't have a dog with them. And uh, we were sort of enjoying the company of all the dogs. I was petting some of them, you know, like you do. Yeah. with a dog yeah. and um but every single person there was like because we didn't have a dog they were like oh did you uh, do you guys have a dog and we were like no we have a cat and we were like you know we might get a dog eventually so many people there were like don't don't do that <laughs> <laughs> like I was almost every person we talked to they were like don't get a dog uh, yeah it's 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 a it's a it's be, no you know why though it's because most people in this world and it's kind of like you know, I don't want to, mm, I'll just say it, okay? But it's like parenting. You're like, do I trust you with kids or not? Do you have the time to raise your kids or not? Do you have the time to raise dogs? They require a lot of attention. So they if do. you are a busy person, you work a lot, or you have a lot of hobbies, or you travel a lot, don't get a dog. Yeah. Which is why it took so long for me to do it. But then Mari's home more than me. I think it really came down to, like, people don't seem to understand the commitment, whereas we always did, which is why we were so reticent to, to doing it. Well, you had two dogs growing up. I had two more, dogs growing yeah. up, yeah. so yeah. I saw how hard it was to train them. to it. Um, but I, I feel like the main thing that really got me to it was that uh, I do, I think my mind would benefit from the idea of having to really care for something and not care mm. for all of my earthly worries mm. all the time and mm. care for something more than yourself a little bit uh absolutely and i think that would be a very rewarding thing for me mm. and my brain especially can we can we talk about the breed where you got the dog what what yeah, happened yeah so we 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 were we didn't plan to get it like we were like actually That's the think, best kind of dog right there well, we were thinking like okay let's just start poking around there let's start going to some shelters and just see like because we you always hear like we want to rescue a dog. You want to go to a place where you like just kind of like have an immediate connection with a dog. For sure. Uh, so we went to a couple that we got really close with this one dog and it was uh, a, a Doberman lab mix. And what color? it was black. It was really cute. And then I realized though, like another great thing about uh, us getting a dog is that we have our families are both in LA and they both love dogs. <sighs> But my mom has little wiener dogs. Yeah. And so we saw how big this dog was going to get. We want a big dog. And I knew. Dobermans get to probably around like 40-ish pounds. I also read their kind. And I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of Doberman owners that are going to be like, that's not true. But I've read that they could get pretty aggressive. Towards well, they, they are uh, often used for as police dogs. Yeah. So my I knew my mom was not going to be down with like, hey, you mind watching our Doberman around our two little wiener dogs? <laughs> Uh, and so we were like, ultimately like, I don't know if that's going to fit our lifestyle. So we decided not. And as we were leaving the shelter, they were like, oh, and another thing too, that goes into this, we have a very limited selection of dogs that we can get because I'm allergic. Mm. Uh, to, oh, to like specific furs. Yeah. So like I have to get mm. a hypoallergenic dog, oh. which is why we had dachshunds when like we Like a doodle up. or something. Like yeah, doodle, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, but I just never really saw ourselves getting a doodle, but. What happened was they found a golden doodle. Like I you guess, got a golden doodle. Yeah. Well, they, oh my god! They found a golden doodle wandering. I guess. Oh. And then so they brought the golden doodle in, ah. and they thought it was just a golden doodle. But the golden doodle apparently was pregnant, and so they gave birth to the puppies at the shelter. And they were like, "Do you want one of these puppies? Two have already been claimed. You can't see the puppy because it's too young. It's six mu- six weeks old. Yeah. So you would have to adopt it right now on the spot from a picture." 
and they was like you guys could go take a walk essentially and decide if you want to do this and so we went for a walk and we were like well you know on the plus side because one of the things one of the other reasons why i was scared of the doberman lab mix was i wasn't sure if i was even allergic to it then Mm. i'm still kind of breaking out to it but in the future when we have kids what if Mm. the kids are allergic and then we're in this awful scenario where either rehome the dog we have to rehome the dog and i didn't want that so i was like we should probably go for a hypoallergenic dog and then i saw the golden doodles were hyperallergenic and i was like oh man and it was very cute. I gotta see this dog. So, I know it's a I know it's a podcast, but can you show me a photo of this dog? I can show you a photo. Oh my god, I love nothing. And so more we decided to do it. Photos of people's dogs. But I thought it's like so weird. You don't hear people rescuing a golden doodle. Walk. That is extremely strange. But that's also so like when I I called the owner of a golden doodle, I was like, "How is this dog? How is this dog?" Oh, well, like because I hear they have a lot of energy, and they're like, "Ours is actually pretty chill." The one thing you want to make sure is that it's a fifty fifty mix. And make sure you're going to like you're a reputable be- breeder. And yes. I was like, well, this is a rescue. Yeah. And then I called up the shelter again and I was like, could you tell me if this is a 50 50 mix? And they're like, no it's idea. A, they're like, it's a rescue. We think it is. Yeah. So like, I have to say he does look more golden, but than- it's, you have no idea what it's mixed with because they don't know who the, the dad father is. of the, well, you can get a dog. DNA test. These yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you get, you get that way later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I got- ah, Sorry, I am viscerally reacting to this. Oh my god! Oh my! God. I have gotten. I've looked at a lot of dogs in my life, aka the last three, four years, because I got two dogs. I can tell the kind of dog this is going to be by looking at its face right now. A shy guy. It's going to be a a really sweet dog. Well, he a really sweet dog. No, 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 no! Don't, 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 Shane! Don't you dare judge me with with this. I, I. I can show you a video too. You probably you're gonna, gonna love dog, this stuff from day one. That dog's not gonna be mean. No, it's not gonna be a mean dog. But that the, golden doodle is gonna it's be also fairly not, personable. It's also not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Jinx, the superfood powered dog kibble everyone's been talking about. See the results for yourself and try their one month transformation. Within the first few weeks, you'll see how Jinx can help with your dog's energy, mood, and even digestion. And it's all thanks to the high-quality ingredients they use, like organic chicken, Atlantic salmon, and grass-fed beef. Try the one-month transformation today. Find Jinx in your local Walmart. Look, I... Trust me. I have... Uh, let me tell you my experience with Ruth, when I got my dog, Ruth. Yeah, I... I you scared she me, by the way, when you're... insane. <laughs> and I should have known in the early days by seeing her photo, because she had, like, this the way that she would look at you and her eyes, she's always thinking and always like almost like menacing. Uh, and now like it took me over a year to finally say, Oh wow, I love this dog. But it, like the first nine months I, I considered, you know, rehoming and all that stuff for a long time. Um, and so many different, do- I mean, I talked to many dog owners who have to, you know, get rid of their dog or have to. Yeah, that's the worst case scenario. Like right now I'm in the middle of an audiobook of how to raise a puppy because I'm like, so I, once my mind is like, okay, I have to take care of this thing. I, the anxiety just goes to a million and I'm just like, okay. Feed it with a bottle. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> gonna- <laughs> what if I, I was seeing at a CES, that uh, electronics show, you know, the convention they always have where they're always like, look at the new gadgets. You know that? C-E-S? C-E-S? <laughs> oh, wait. Also, I, I just realized. No, I, I, told this, I told the story wrong because it wasn't a golden doodle that they found. They found a poodle. 
and the poodle was pregnant. And uh, pregnant. Uh, that makes more sense. I was like, why is Matt's yeah, right? How yeah, did they yeah, know what yeah. the dad was? And then they saw the dog and they're like, oh, it's a golden doodle. But I, they did say he does look a little more golden. And in the video. <laughs> yeah, that was a golden retriever almost. Yeah. The video was interesting because like you could see all of his like sisters jumping all over each other and the mom. And then he's just like off in the corner, just chilling. <laughs> And oh, he's a bo- he's a boy. He's a boy. Yeah. Whoa. And so he's just kind of like sh- a shy guy. Yeah. I, it. He actually almost looks like he could be an anxious dog, which and is perfect for me. Well, if that's the case, then it will require a little extra social confidence behavior. boosting. Yeah. As the owner, you, you have to really give him a safe space. I like that he's chill too. Sarah has said that she never wants a a lady dog. Why is that? She said she would uh, get annoyed with her. <laughs> <laughs> well they told us like the shelter was saying that female dogs are tend to be more energetic and that the boy dogs are chill. you don't want that in, in terms of this particular breed not yeah like i will dogs. say with my female dog she definitely is more energetic well you got a cattle dog so they need yeah to those be are like they need, is, you, you have you two but i know people who have i have two dogs they my, have a job my first One's dog a cattle dog what's the other one is an australian shepherd those are um, crazy right they can be crazy. Yeah. And you know what it is, though? They're bred to literally work. And so when they don't right. have a job, you don't have time to spend with them, then they go crazy. That's why they go crazy. Not because they're crazy. It's because... Could you give her a little job? So we give her jobs. <laughs> we we literally give job? her... Like, we do things to her and, and frame it as this is work for you. And that actually makes her fulfilled in her life. Yeah. Well, Theo, the other guy, is a rescue. We don't really know exactly what he is. We'll do a DNA test at some point. But he... You know, I don't know if it's a male or female thing or if it's just his breed, but he can regulate his energy really well where, you know, if he's outside, he'll play. But if he's inside, he'll just chill. Well, what I was saying is at CES, they have little robots that can play with your dogs. Oh, interesting. Using AI technology. That feels like it seems like it's going to help, but in reality, it might hurt in the long run. No, no, no. It'll be good for him. (laughs) I don't think so. Here's the video of him. It's called like Blee Blow or something. He's a a little guy. Oh, Oh, my God. Look at the paws. Oh yeah. my god. Look at the little pause. Oh my oh. What's the name? We don't know yet. Bradley. Been, do you like human names? Wait, we or? do. So we thought about Walter, but then she realized that it's a I, good kink song. That, well, she realized she wanted Walter for Walter White. And then I real and then I Walter White. Because we think it's Mari's fucking joker fight. Yeah, dude. And that's, then I, I was like, like oh, I'll call him Walt. And then she was as soon as I said oh, that, boy. she was like, No, no, no. no. Yeah, no Disney names. And I was like, oh. uh, and I was like, you want to call him Goofy? Wait, can I can I show you a photo of my my rescue when oh. we when we rescued him? All of these have to same, go on the podcast. Same uh, eyes and energy as your doodle. Look at that little bow like, tie. Same, oh yeah, calm, um, happy. I like his bow tie, but a little anxious guy. I like that. A little anxious guy for a, a big anxious owner. <laughs> uh, but we've been thinking about a bunch. We like human names. We thought about calling him. You call him Steven. Uh, we had thought about call calling him Steven. Vince, so we could call him Vinny. Um, oh, that's good. Owen. What about Owen? You got to think about something you want to say a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, Owen. You don't want to be that guy outside going like, Owen. I really ah. wanted to call Mari and I, I wanted to call him and she was not for this immediately, but I thought we both, <laughs> my dad's name is Steve. Her dad's name is Steve. I thought it'd be funny if we also named our dog Steve. Oh, heck yeah. And she did not think that was funny at all. <laughs> we also, I, I thought about calling him chef. Chef, no, I like funny. What about you? Don't want to do a joke name? What about Senor? 
Well, you you can you, you <laughs> can call them the, Senor a was joke good. as you know you'll name, you'll call them a thousand things in their lifetime. Mari so. wanted to call him ravioli. That's fun. Sarah's big on Robbie. I don't know how seriously Sarah's big on food names. She she does like food names, and I've always been like I would never name a dog after a food. I don't, I don't like it. The thing we're probably getting close to is Vinny because it's a fun name. Vinny, Vinny, Vinny Chase, Vinny. Yeah, like Vinny Chase. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. I actually really wanted to call him Doc. Like Doc's fun. Like Doc Brown. Yeah. Uh, she mm-hmm. did not like that as well. So like we we both had like like uh, we liked certain things. Like she's a big on on Vince, and she's big on. She was big on Walter, and then she was big on ravioli. I might cave on ravioli, but that seems like a lot. I do love ravioli, though. Anyways, uh, we're figuring out what we're calling him. Someone told me that you really don't know your dog's name until you meet the dog. And yes. That's not true. And, yeah, it'll no. pro- and they'll probably do something that makes you realize, oh, this person, this dog. This is, is this. Jeffrey. <laughs> this is Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> he just bit me. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we ended up calling theo like a thousand names before we actually landed on his name like it was like three weeks and we were like matisse because that was his given matisse? name that was his given name Who, matisse. what snooty like, ass people owned him like the painter it was a, it yeah. was a rescue they you know they they were matisse, trying to yeah, yeah have it's, you it's, have you seen uh have you never mind uh, we went to the matisse museum guys fucking good He's that a good guy, painter. That guy, yeah, was, yeah. he was is good. fucking. He, he was, was. He went crazy with that. that stuff. He went yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that Matisse guy went crazy, dude. But yeah, we ended up with Theo because we just love the kind of old timey names. Theo and Ruth are our dogs' names. Vinny's Ruth, good. we knew right away. Actually, we Vinny's knew. Good. Vinny, Vinny's fun. I like Vinny. Well, that's dogs. Yeah, that was a long one. Steven, you were talking. About- Mine's also dogs. I gotta, let's at least keep talking about dogs. <laughs> no, we don't have to keep talking. About <laughs> you said singles Inferno. Uh, Singles Inferno. Oh boy, what the hell is that? It's a TV show on Netflix, and possibly what I would say, uh, one of the greatest reality TV shows of our time. Is that good? Really, I've watched. Uh, really feels like good. A big I watched statement. like the first episode or two of it. Well, the first season, the second season, I was like, "This shit is toxic." I am not watching this because it is kind of toxic. They had the guys like basically. Um, fighting in a mud pit i here's the, i don't i mean hey what? amen love to see it the I, I i i don't know that i feel like reality shows aren't emblematic of like the human but this, experience but this so when they're so like when they're like gross and toxic i'm like that's fine because they're existing within this weird that's ecosystem fair. of reality shows that's fair you're right. It is more of like a game show than a reality show, too. Yeah. Like they're yeah, putting yeah. them on uh, in this really insane environment. Um, but I like the reason I like, you know, it's the same as T- Terrace House. They have a I panel of Terrace people House. who kind of explain the cultural background and stuff. It's a Korean show. And I don't even remember the panel when I watched it. They have like a little panel situation. They have a little panel. Huh. And the thing that they do in Singles Inferno that I've seen that they don't really do in other shows is that they evolve the show. Like they really have made measures to make the challenges interesting and different and to like really produce the hell out of the show. They even brought on like a season two contestant who was beloved onto the panel for season three. That's fun. So then they had this perspective from inside the show to talk about it. But like, I don't know. I think I, I think I like it a lot because it is similar to Terrace house and that they don't, the the, the characters don't try to like amp up their personalities to, I don't know what is like MTV. Like what are the you know classic American Jersey ones? Shore, Jersey Real Shore, World, even The Bachelor, right? Like 
these shows are really putting on a show. But well, it, there's producers in those that are kind of like contributing to that. And the producers, I think, on, on the on this show are also like pretty hands on. But they're not the people aren't, you know, crazy people. They're just like normal people that, that you know, are on this dating show. They're hot, but they're on this, you know, they're on this show. You guys got to see it. This Check season it especially. I don't want to. I can't spoil it. I can't talk about it with you. Guys. I don't know. It's it's a great show. I haven't been able to stick with a reality show for a full season in a very long time. I think the most recent I've done is like a Survivor, like four years. You ago. You didn't get Golden Bachelor all the way through. I watched like one episode of it. Mm. And I can't stick with the Bachelor. Mari and I did the whole Golden Bachelor. Yeah. Did you watch Terrace House through, through? Or I watched the. F- I don't know that I ever finished a full season. I watched like the first half of two or three seasons and then you know got what it, bored. it made me want to do is for us to produce a, a show that we could be a panel. on. Like, I just I want to I want that job. That job is sick. It seems nice. Wait, can we just look at what Ryan is doing right now? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Ryan, no, I'm setting my watch. Well, you have the exact you have like a clock. You, you pulled up a website of the time exact time is our friend from the pandemic. <laughs> that time we, dot is you don't, you don't remember time. Dot oh, is? yeah. Remember we would use that to sync up for remote shooting? Oh, yeah. It was the only thing we could do. God, remote remote podcasting. Oh, my God. Fucking brutal. It was brutal. And Much now, nicer to be in a little room. Yeah, now we're really doing it. This is the real deal. Um. Well, how, we'll have to watch that show. How come no, you don't you take your dogs to the office but, ever? Huh? How come you don't ever bring your dogs? Well, that's the thing is we've... Man... Back to dogs. Get a lot of runner. You can talk about dogs some more. Sorry, Just don't Shane. do it next week. Well, this is how it feels like for me when you guys talk about a movie that I've never seen. That's, That's true. Fair. I get it. So it's like, well, cool. Um, <laughs> wow, cool. What was I going to talk about <laughs> just now? Uh, I just dogs. asked, why don't you ever bring your dog? I, I, oh, that's a simple right. question. No, no, a lot of be- space for them to run around. They're, because um, they were not as well behaved early on. They would chew wires and stuff. They're totally now. I can leave them in the living room for like two hours and they're fine. They're chilling. But like early on, I had to be watch them twenty four seven, and they also had accidents. I didn't want them to have accidents here. Just easier to leave them at home. Um, but actually, this past week was the first time in Ruth's life, and she's three and a half years old, where me and Tammy felt like, wow, maybe we can start bringing her to a coffee shop mm-hmm. or like to uh to an office because it really is like there's a progression of it, you know, with. Australian Shepherds, where they go from like puppy yeah. to baby dinosaur to like Tyrannosaurus Rex to then like absolute angel of a of a dog, and she's finally in that stage. Yeah, you know your your cautionary tales about a cattle dog. When we were at the shelter, they were like, "We have this cattle dog." Mar was like, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> we heard from Stephen that that's a bad idea, and that they have a lot of energy. Uh, it's, it's... And then the lady was like, "They do have a job to do," and I was like, "They have a job to do." Yeah. So even now, like having to like have her stay still that we have to frame it as a job yeah it's not just like don't move wait it's like here your job is to stay here and to watch over this area and and like just be here and and we call it like an office for her it's your office you know that um she's not signing a w9 yes sir a k9 a k9 oh it was right there that's up there that's up there with tampon bay that's up there with tampon bay it's just interesting though it's just the way that you communicate to the dog it's the way it's, just, it's the body i don't know how to explain it it's like it's it's the it's the training it's it's i don't know it's the framing it's, it's the way that you communicate it's the tone the tone it's your body language right here right now 
like that. Yeah, is that what you're yeah, like a sergeant? Know. I don't know. I don't explain it. It's just it's magic, man. I I honestly okay. Last thing I'll say. I said the last thing I'll say, but hey, that's fine. I you asked like what is it about dogs or like what did you say? You're like you know explain dogs. Oh, the value of dogs. The value of dogs. I I when we first got a dog, I was like, well, my wife wants one. I'll get one and I'll help out. And like honestly, back then I was like, wow, I'm going to sink in like my life into this animal and not see anything come out of it, which is very hard for me to do. Um, because, you know, I, I'm a very productive person. So I like, I like to see productivity in, in everything that I do. But like, this is the first time in my life where I feel like I've really committed to something that's not productive. And like, that has taught me so much about like myself. And, and now I have this like dog that I love more than anything in the world. So it's, I don't want to explain that. It's like an inexplicable love for an animal that I've never ever experienced in my life. Do you have quarterly so, meetings with Ruth to talk about her productivity <laughs> to be levels? Clear, you said you have one dog that you love more than anything else in the world. Well, now, I mean, obviously Ruth was a challenge at first who got there. And now with Theo, you know, we love, I love them both equally. Yeah. Mm. I will say that to mm. both of them. Bullshit. I say, I love you, Ruth. I say, I love you, Theo. I had two family dogs. There is one I definitely loved more than the other. <laughs> I love Which them both the same. Right now, currently? Yeah. yeah. I think I might like Dory a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Are they siblings? No, actually, you know what? That is tough. Are they siblings? No, uh, they aren't siblings. But oh, they aren't. I actually don't know about Mickey and Dory, but Ricky and Lucy, yeah. I definitely like Lucy more. Because huh. Ricky was just very like hyper, and Lucy was just fat and chill. Yeah. And I could just kind of lay down, and she would just lie down next to me. And That's nice. We could watch TV. That's nice. Like, what do you want to watch today, Lucy? And she'd be like, I love Lucy. <laughs> she talked. She did. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and, but my mom's two dogs right now. Sometimes I like Dory more because she's playful. Sometimes I like Mickey more because she's, you kind of have to earn her affection. She's like a cat. Like yeah. oftentimes you'll pet her or she'll walk into a room, let everyone be like, Mickey. And then she'll just turn around and leave. Pretty good. And then we're like, where'd you go? And she just lay down in her bed in the garage. Nice. Ruth was like that for like a while. And then, and then she just warmed up. I don't know. Somewhere in the, in the comments, answer that question for, if you have a dog, answer that question. Cause I don't know how to explain it. I mean, Matt, you have a dog too. How do you explain that? It seems rewarding. Like, it seems rewarding. It's not even that. It's just like the the the, the love and the... the what is I mean, that? You no, know, I mean, you're speaking to the ah! value. I mean, we're sort of talking ah! about the value of all pets here. And I yeah. understand that there's yeah, you different levels of, uh, you know, caring and involvement that require for different animals. Which but. is also why I was scared to get a dog. Because I was like, one day I'm going to have to lose this dog. Yeah, oh, but... Don't, hey. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know that actually was the main reason I'd had to put down so many uh, family dogs because we had two or no wait we always had two so over the course of like several years you know uh, it's tough and I was like I don't know if I want to do this on my own that sounds awful because it is it's awful time time marches on the ever flowing river yeah uh, they, and sometimes they head I on over that rainbow too. bridge I held my oh, dying wonderful. parrot in my arms you know before you ate it didn't eat it <laughs> That was such a nice moment. And it's such a nasty thing to say, Ryan. I know, it's nasty to do. <laughs> the only fucking thing that Shane piped up and put any effort into this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I put any effort into. <laughs> uh, what is this podcast? That's a long running uh, joke that we have. Why did you put joke in quotation marks? Uh, because it's, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
you know, yeah. Just watch the light go out of his eye. <laughs> <laughs> then you're like, I'm gonna make a yeah. sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What what how, what happened with your parrot? By the way, I actually don't know. You got a cold. And that <laughs> cold can kill a bird. That's rough. He was sneezing. <laughs> He was sneezing. I saw a tweet the other day that was like, do you think the... <laughs> I wish I could talk to the first guy that heard a, sp- a parrot speak just because he was probably <laughs> so fucked up. He was probably like, what the... <laughs> it's funny when... I love it when birds talk. But it's could so you imagine funny. being that first guy just being on like some remote island and then like you'd be like, hello! And a parrot's like, hello! Before, before we had Paco, we had these two stupid fucking cockatiels. Um, and oh, so I, you were a bird family. We were we were an everything but dog and cat family. We had reptiles. We had fish. Oh we had God. snakes, hamsters. We never had we had we had um, like fish? lizards, Komodo dragon. No, they were like geckos and chameleons. Oh. Um, my dad just would always be like, "Let's get something else." We'd get like hamsters. God, we had a guinea awesome. pig. Hmm. Um, we had a gecko in our house the other day. That's always fun. It was fucking scary. Yeah, dude. they're freaky because they run like. Yeah, they do. Wiggling Sometimes around. their tail comes off and yeah. wiggles. Um, no. We, at some point, my dad before we got the parrot, <coughs> we had two cockatiels, and they coexisted for a long time. Oh, that's um, nice. He would climb on the top. Wait, of what do you mean they coexisted? Did one well, we had his one? cage. We had the parrot and the two cockatiels. Gotcha, gotcha. And he. The parrot would like Paco would climb on top of their cage and like because <laughs> they because he Paco was well trained enough that we left his cage open. Yeah, he'd like fly over the couch. Well, sounds like he couch. wasn't that well trained if he was trying to headbutt your. Well, your... That, here's the thing: those cockatiels were nasty. <laughs> they were really mean. This is the first I've ever heard of these cockatiels. Oh, really? Abby and Sugar were their names. We didn't name them. Incredible. Sugar's um, fun. Uh, were they white. I forgot. What, oh no, one of them was gray. One of them was yellow. Oh, Sugar was yellow. She was the lady. Interesting. They would always like do it in their food bowl and then she'd go up what to you, the, Wait, shit? No. Like fuck each other? Crank each other, yeah. <laughs> and she'd, and then, For those watching the video, you just got a really nice visual of a bird cranking. Also, and I then, just imagine their little bird hands going like, <laughs> she, we put in like a nesting box because we were like, all right, well, you know, who knows? And then she wouldn't use the nesting box. She would just go up to the top of the cage and... <laughs> Just lay her eggs from the top perch and they would just fall to the ground and crack open. Man, this sounds like these birds did not like each other. They were dumb as hell. Um, but the funny thing is that the Abby, the male, would always, the, the one word he knew was he was so mean, but he knew how to say pretty bird. <laughs> <laughs> so it would always be like pretty bird, pretty bird. Pretty Dude. bird. And then you'd go and like put your finger by him and you'd be like. But then after years of them being nasty to us, we got Paco and Paco just sort of like would crawl on top of their cage and they'd be like. <laughs> would Paco say anything? They'd be talking mad shit he on was top just, of their cage. He, like Paco could say hello. Do something. He would go. Hello. Um, that was about all he could say. But um, God, and he whistled a lot and sang. The inner thoughts of birds that could speak they're just saying nonsense they don't know they're saying they don't know what they're saying but the inner thoughts are it must be fascinating yeah they must be really like some vindictive shit that that paco was great and the cockatiels too i you know i think we had gotten them from people who just like they were beyond the point of really training like they were pretty i think they were like three years old when we got them so and then eventually we rehomed them because uh i can't my mom was just like i can't deal with these anymore <laughs> they're loud right they, they, they make a lot of they're noise. very very when they shriek it is quite it is quite 
Um, I never heard a cockatiel shriek. It's one of those animal. Uh, I mean, it's like a bird shriek where like you feel your eardrum sort of Ooh. like f- f- pulse when it happens. That's not great. Um, Paco, if he ever got really mad, would do a, another sh- similar sort of shriek that was similarly ear piercing. But he did it far less because he was a pretty chill guy. So Paco got on top of the cage as like a dominance thing, perhaps. Well, his cage was next to theirs. And like I said, we left his door open because he would just he'd be out. He'd yeah. fly into the kitchen, hang out on the fridge. He'd fly over to the couch. <laughs> That's awesome. I used to like pet him on the couch and he would like fall asleep. <laughs> and he would like <laughs> when I would make popcorn at night, he'd always wake up and we'd give him a little bowl of popcorn. That's he was am- great. It's amazing. Um, But yeah, the, the cockatiels were not. They got out of the cage once and it was just a disaster because you couldn't even <laughs> get them back. They were just like sugar just prison break sugar just ran like ran over to a wall and just put her face against it and started breathing really heavily <laughs> we like, like she was possessed right. we had to put gloves on because we you know we picked them up and put them back in the cage but the whole time they were just trying to bite you damn so they weren't they weren't super sweet but somebody else wanted them at some point and i don't think it was like a jarring transition for them I they don't took think... both of them though right they did yeah. okay that's good yeah, yeah yeah that would suck if they got separated especially if they were <sighs> Cork, no, they were, you know, they were other. together. They were together. So, anyway. <clears throat> Did they screech when they... No, they yeah. were quite happy when they were doing that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But they were making noises, right? Or were they quiet? They weren't saying pretty bird? They were, they were, they were, they were, pretty bird, pretty bird, pretty bird. Pretty bird. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he would also go, pretty, pretty, pretty bird. <laughs> <laughs> like a little Larry David. <laughs> or like the kid in Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah. Pretty bird. Can you say pretty bird? Oh, well, God. is there anything else to cover? I feel like we've really, we've, we've took. Wait, one last what thing on got? Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> what? That I might be one of my favorite lines in cinema history is when Jeff Daniels tells Jim Carrey, oh, Petey, what happened? He's dead. And then Jim Carrey asks him what happened. He goes, his head fell off. And then Jim Carrey's like, his head fell off. And then Jeff Daniels responds, yeah, he was pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> so true. good oh man we uh we mari and i say that to each other all the time yeah he was pretty old <laughs> that's fun oh man you gotta see that movie it's a good movie I, I saw it i think a long time ago and didn't register Rewatched the mask on the yeah. plane recently wasn't that the mask i didn't it didn't land as much dude still lands for me i think he's so funny the cuban pete's sequence obviously amazing Incredible. but every, i don't know man i wasn't into it as much. I like when he takes out a picture of the guy's wife. <laughs> yeah, <pretty good. laughs> that's funny. It's it's killer at three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that weird guy, his weird friend who has like the kind of like uh fucking Richard Jenny. What the hell is the, what a bit call? of a mullet? Well, that's gonna thanks for that's we're talking about the mask and we're gonna keep talking about the mask. So we're gonna end the episode because we got a lot more to talk about. Yeah, a lot more. Ryan, it's great to have you back. It's good to be back back in the studio. We'll uh, get some dog updates from you as your uh, journey continues. Yeah. And um, nice little segment in each episode. How's the dog doing? How's the dog? Well, doing? I mean, next segment, I won't even have the dog yet still. Yeah. What's up, dog? We'll call we'll call oh. that segment. <laughs> that's pretty good. Good joke, too. <laughs> well, that's going to be Pod Watcher, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm... And um, thanks for hanging. And we'll see you next week. I got to sneak a D's nuts in here again. Yeah, you do. I'll figure it out. Okay. Next week. We'll surely forget by then. I'm sure. Yeah.